Good morning, everyone. I'm Pastor Jack Wilson of Sunny Downtown Piatas, and this is You Think. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about angels. I don't know what your concept of angels are. We've heard about angels all our lives, and and we were told that uh, we have these angels flying around to to help us, and, and, and it's true, we do. The Bible says that angels are ministering spirits to those who will receive salvation. Now, if you're about to receive salvation, or you have, uh, you already uh, were saved, you have a ministering spirit, that, that angel who's looking out for you. Uh, the whole idea to uh, uh, get in touch with him or, or call on him when you're in trouble. Uh, it's just, it's not biblical. It's unbiblical. And it's not the way that uh, the angel thing works. So the, how does it work? Well, I'm not sure that uh, I would be an expert on this. Uh, the Bible doesn't tell us all that much about it. It does tell us that angels are ministering spirits. So what's that mean, ministering? Uh, when Jesus fasted for 40 days in the wilderness, uh, the angels came and ministered unto him. So what does that mean? They brought him food or they supplied his needs. Uh, basically, they're there to help you along. Uh, maybe if you ever uh, just got missed by getting hit by a car, uh, maybe it was at that time that your your ministering spirit pulled you out of the way. All right? I, I don't know. I'm not going to say what it is and, and, and have somebody call me a kook, but I do know this. You have at least one uh, angel that looks over you, and what he's keeping you from is probably different than what you think he should keep you from. In other words, uh, he's not going to keep you from sinning. You, you, you have that ability yourself. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the one who actually uh, talks to your heart and tells you you shouldn't sin, but your sinning is completely up to your own. You're, this is your, your thing, and uh, you either accept to follow Christ or you choose to turn your back on him at that instant and sin. Uh, what does the angel do? Like I said, he might pull you out of the way of a car. He might, he might soften, uh, soften relationships. Uh, I, I, I don't know. And, and I really, I don't really want to get involved in uh, uh, talking about this because, you know, your mind can roam on something like this. But let's, let's talk about what we know about angels. The first time we see the word angel in the Bible is in Genesis, uh, Genesis 16, 7, where it says, And the angel, now watch this, And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, whence camest thou? Where'd you come from? And whither will thou go? Where are you going? 
And she says, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarah. Okay, she was afraid of Sarah. Sarah was giving her a good beating. Uh, <clears throat> by the way, Sarah was jealous of Hagar because Hagar supplied Abraham with her son when she couldn't do it. And, you know, the whole thing about obeying God uh, would, would have alleviated that problem. Uh, she should have never offered Sarah to her husband. And after she did, she sees the consequences of her actions. All right? we Sometimes we go and do things, and without thinking, we think, oh, this is the way to do it. And uh, it turns out to be a disaster for us. And And the bottom line is this. If we have to say, I wonder if this is the way, which she said. She says, I wonder if not God has chosen Hagar to have your mind. Well, why would you say that? God didn't never said anything about Hagar. All right? So you have to use a little common sense when you're thinking about doing something. And uh, in this case, she should have just said, hey, I'm going to wait. It's been a long, long time. And it was. It was like 25 years before that boy was born. But I'm going to wait. Right now, uh, when I came here to the Philippines... I had a a dream in my spirit. And in that dream, I was going to build a complex. It was going to consist of some uh, uh, educational buildings, a, a huge church building, a outside uh, entertainment for, you know, like for gospel singing and and uh, all musicians. Uh, a lot of things like that to to better serve the area. And we've been praying for that for 15 years. And on occasion, we ask God, we say, God, is this something we should stop praying for? I mean, if it's not your will, there's no sense of us praying for it. And we're not complaining because whatever you do, it's right, it's perfect. So we know we're in the perfect timing here. Uh, should we stop praying? And God has always talked to my heart and the hearts of the people in my church and said, continue praying. Now that's wild. That's really wild. But you know what? The same thing happened to Abraham. The same thing. 25 years. He couldn't change when. The timing was God's. And it was perfect timing. But he should have just said, Sarah... Shut up. We're going to wait on God. And that would have been good. So anyway, the angel continues with uh, Hagar. And, and, and the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress and submit thyself under her hands. That seems strange. Go back to that woman who's beaten you. But I think the angel probably was going to take care of the problem, maybe soften it up a little bit. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. Wow, what a, pro a promise. In other words, she's going to have kids and grandkids and great-grandkids, and, and you won't be able to count it. Wasn't that the same uh, promise that was made to uh, Abraham and... Uh, uh, about his seed. So, you know, it was a very good thing. She she should have been happy. Well, as you already know, or should know, or surmise, 
The angel of the Lord is Jesus Christ himself. Now, some of you would be shocked at this. I mean, some of you say, oh, Jesus wasn't around until he was born in Bethlehem. Well, that, that's true. The man Jesus wasn't around until he was born in Bethlehem. But Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God, has always been around. He's God himself. So the, the word angel, it also means deputy, a messenger, specifically of God. That is an angel, also a prophet, priest, teacher, ambassador, angel, king, messenger. So an angel could be me or it could be you. If you're a preacher or a teacher, uh, bringing the word of God to somebody, you could be an angel of the Lord because you're bringing his message. I think I've told you already that I haven't written a sermon in, in 15 years. And what I do is uh, I sit down at my desk on Saturday morning and I say, I say to God, I say, God, what do we have? What, what, what should I teach the people? And he'll put something in my heart, and I'll start writing. And when I'm done writing, it's over. No matter how long, how short, sometimes I look at it and say, Lord, this, this is all you got? Are, are you sure? And, and you know, and I, and I question, I say, okay. And then after it's all done, I say, okay, be quiet, because God knows what he's doing. And he always does. He always does. He's given me a, a good sermon for 15 years. If there was a bad sermon in the last 15 years, I had to do it myself because God don't make bad sermons. And the whole idea of this sermon business is to uh, be a messenger of God. How can you be a messenger of God if you're making up your own words? And I've heard of pastors that will sit there for hours and hours and hours, and, and a lot of them try to think up the great big words and give you the Greek and the Hebrew, and, and, and this is not what people are looking for. People are looking for a word from God. A word from God. Isn't that what you want in your life? Sometimes you're sitting there and things are going wrong or you need direction on something. And you said, if only I had a word from God. And, and so what should the pastor be doing? The pastor should be giving you a word from God. People come up in my office and ask for uh, advice, counseling. And I'll sit there and I'll tell them and answer. And after they leave, I'll say, thank you, God. Because I know it was him that put that answer in my heart to tell them. I'm no great shakes of anything. But God is. And God can do it every single time. Tell me, how do we know this was Jesus? Did you give up yet? It was because of what he said. I will multiply thy seed exceedingly that it shall not be numbered for the multitude. Now, a regular angel could not do this, all right? If a regular angel said, I'll, I'll multiply your seed and, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you life in your belly or something like that, I, I, I think God would strike him dead or dissolve him or something at that point because he had no right <coughs> to say, uh, to claim a power that wasn't his. I'll give you an example of this. If you remember when 
Moses was was cursed by God. You you know not that I don't want to say cursed. I mean he was still God's man even when he was dead, but uh, Moses was rebuked by God because God told him, "Go speak to the rock." And have water come forth out of it. I don't know if you remember that story. But he went and he said to the people, Should I make water come from this rock from you? And he smacked it twice. Now, some people say, Oh, because he smacked it twice, there was the sin. That wasn't the sin. The sin was when he said to the people, Shall I, you get that? Shall I make this water come out for you? All right, he had no power to do that. All he needed to do is hit the rock, let the water come out. That would have been it. But no, he had to stick that in there. And so he, he got into a lot of trouble there. Throughout the Bible, Jesus shows up as the angel of the Lord and was with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was with Gideon, remember Gideon, and many others. So, what causes Jesus to show up personally, as opposed to an ordinary angel? It's unknown. Many instances of the Jews moving through the wilderness, at, when the Bible says that an angel who guided them through and protected them. Well, I believe that angel was Jesus Christ himself also. Once again, we'll read in the Bible the story of Balaam, you remember Balaam, uh, uh, the enemy called on Balaam to uh, curse the people of God, uh, and uh, Balaam wanted to do it. Balaam said, hey, there's good money in cursing the people of God, and uh, God told him no, that he shouldn't do it, and uh, finally he let him go with this guy. And, uh, but he was supposed to tell him no anyway. And Balaam had in his mind, he's going to make money on this deal. And however, we see Balaam going to curse Israel. It was Jesus again who appeared. Remember the donkey? He was afraid. He couldn't go left or right. He's trying to smash into the wall to, to stop the angel with the sword from killing Balaam. Yeah, that was Jesus Christ. And I'm not sure when the angel is Jesus and when he is not. I, I don't want to tell you something I don't know. Uh, but, for example, look at this verse, Judges 2.1. And an angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bochum and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you unto the land which I swore unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. And the verse calls him here an angel of the Lord, but his speech indicates he is Jesus. And we see that that he he said, I swore unto you and I made you a covenant. Angels don't do that. Angels don't make covenants. It had to be God. And who is God in the flesh? Uh, Jesus is the physical representation of the invisible God. Wow, that's beautiful. Uh, actually, we see Michael argue for Moses' body, and Gabriel talks to Mary and Joseph. But unless another angel is indicated, I am beginning to think it is always 
or it was always Jesus when an angel came. It's a very interesting thing, but it's certainly not against our teachings or anything else, uh, you know. Most people don't get into angels. Why? Because uh, we have so many nuts out there that says, I, I saw my angel last night and he told me that I should... Oh, come on now. Angels are not going to talk to you. They're not instructed to talk to you. They're not instructed to make you do things or show you the future or give you prophecy. If you're going to get prophecy, you're going to get it from the Holy Spirit. There's differences. It seems like in the Old Testament, Jesus did all the visiting. Actually, even in the New Testament, it was Jesus much of the time. There had been times when Jesus showed up with other angels. as like the time he went down to Sodom. Remember that one? There was three angels that went to visit Abraham because they were going to destroy Sodom. Two of those were regular angels, but one was Jesus Christ. The angel that got Peter out of prison was called the angel of the Lord, and I believe that was Jesus. And people knew they had angels assigned to them in the New Testament, as we read in Acts 12:15, And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then they said, It is his angel. Even the unbelievers believed, Acts 23, 8, For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, neither angel nor spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. So the Pharisees believed in angels. And we must be careful not to mistake the devil for an angel. Now that this is an important point. Second uh, Corinthians 11:14 says, "And no marvel, for Satan himself is transferred into an angel of light, or an angel preaching a false gospel." Galatians 1:8. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you. Let him be accursed. Angels will separate the wicked from the saints. Matthew thirteen forty nine says, So shall it be, at the end of the world, the angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the, ju the just. What an interesting, interesting thing to look into, this thing about angels. But not too carefully, because we don't have the answers. These are the answers. I'm giving them to you now. They protect the children. Matthew 18.10 Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Now, now what's that mean? I'm, I'm not sure what it means. I mean, we, we know that there's children who, who die young and, and problems. But we don't know what happens. Uh, by the way, so, some of these things that you think are so tragic, like a, a child gets hit by a car and dies, and you think that's tragic. Well, yes, it's tragic for the, the parents, for those who love him. But uh, as far as he's concerned, you don't know if God allows him to escape pain, which I really do believe God does for his children. So, well, we'll see. We'll see. There's times when we... 
we have to have pain and that's to help somebody else so so these things are very complicated it's not one size fits all but it's read it listen see what you think the bible says we will judge angels however if they are not fallen i'm not sure what we would judge First Corinthians six three. Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? Wow. Angels may take on different appearances for a whole host of reasons. Hebrews thirteen two. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares, ministering. Now, here's a case. Where you can actually see an angel. You're not seeing him in his heavenly presence. You're seeing him in an earthly form. But nonetheless, you're dealing with an angel. And and the Bible says, look, be careful who you're dealing with out there. Be nice, everybody. Show love. Show compassion. Help other people. Sometimes it just may be a test to you. And, And by the way, God doesn't give you a test to see how you do. God gives you a test so you can see how you do. That's a big difference. God knows how you'll do. Finally, angels are there to watch over us. Hebrews 1.14 Are they not all ministering spirits set forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Hey, that that makes sense to me, you know? I, I think the the... The kids of the kings in, in 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 Saudi Arabia and everything, they probably have bodyguards around them at all times, right? How much more for for God and giving us bodyguards, bodyguards, angelic bodyguards. However, nowhere does it ever say to pray to the angels or call on the angels for help. All all help comes from God and how he chooses to help us is up to him. Matthew 6.13 says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Exodus 23.20 says, 23, says, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place I have prepared. And Numbers twenty sixteen says, And when we cried unto the Lord, he heard our voice, and sent an angel, and hath brought us forth out of Egypt. And behold, we are in Kadesh, a city in the uttermost of the border. If you have problems, if you have sorrow, if you have trouble, call on God. <coughs> call on God, and he will answer you. And he will give you the answers. And whether he sends an angel or he sends another human being, or whatever he does, that's up to him. That's up to him. But through all this, you should know what angels are and how to respond to angels, how to react to angels, and how to ignore angels. (laughs) That's funny. You're going to ignore angels. But the thing is, you don't see them, you don't hear from them, You have no ability to speak to him. Just speak to God. He'll give you the answers. Okay, well, that's another wrap. And we we pray that you've gotten something out of this. And if not, 
I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, uh, if you need to talk to me about something, my uh, my email address is 7101 at USA.net. The number is 7101 at USA.net. Now, Lord, please keep your, your hand on these people. Touch them, Lord. Let them realize what you say to them. Let them understand all things, Lord. Uh, give them peace and happiness in their lives. Until next time, we'll see you.